Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talking About Birds, the only Cardinal podcast more absurd than Paul Goldschmidt missing the All-Star game. My name is Nate Heininger, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben Samorka. Hi, everyone. And this week, we are discussing the Cardinals' dwindling playoff odds. We're going to talk about the recent injuries and roster movement. We're going to talk about the upcoming All-Star Game, the bullpen, and our series against the Chicago White Sox, and the upcoming series against the Washington Nationals. If you have an idea for the opening bit, tweet us at TalkAboutBirds. Hambone, I have some very important business to get to before we get into the meat of the episode. Lay it down, brother. There was some controversy in the bird scored, and I just want to... Well, I would say controversy or really just good feedback that I Mm. think it's important that you and I take to heart. You know, we listen to our listeners... And we want to make the show as as good as possible. Sure. Right? So swing and a miss on that one. Well, but we can fix it. Okay. Ben, did you know that some birds can sleep while flying? You've probably heard the phrase sleep with one eye open, but it's not just a silly expression in the avian world. Some birds actually can sleep with one eye open and some can even sleep in flight. Seriously, how do they do this? Well, birds don't sleep quite as deeply as humans do. They usually sleep for just brief spells until being startled awake by predators, other nearby birds or weather conditions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I hate birds. (laughs) Rats of the sky. Uh, The ability to sleep in flight is particularly useful for birds during long migratory flights. One long distant migrant, the Alpine Swift, can even fly for 200 straight days because of its ability to catch some shut eye while flying. Wow. Hey, Nate, I wish I could just sleep on the damn plane, if you know what I mean. Come on now. These birds. The the seats are getting smaller and smaller. Seats are getting bigger and bigger. I don't know. I actually, I don't trust uh, sleeping next to a stranger is really what it comes down to. I just can't do it. What if they put something in my mouth? Yeah, that's you a, know? that's a, that, you got to look out for that. Yeah. Um, I wake up and I got a mouthful of pennies or M&Ms or something <laughs> like that. And I'm just trying to catch a couple of Z's. It is so frustrating when I get on a flight and I'm like, I got all these pennies. I can't wait to just slot them into my seatmate's mouth while they're asleep. And they spend the whole damn flight awake. It drives That's what me I'm talking crazy. about. There's people like yeah. you out there and I'm protected <laughs> against you type of people. But uh, hey, man, if I could if I could half sleep and half fly, who we? Wow. Sleep Which with I one eye open. Bird. Yeah. Like your good friend Lars. Um, What? Oh, Metallica reference. Why do you keep <laughs> dropping weird Metallica references? <laughs> it's also, your favorite band. Do you know any of the other members other than Lars? Gunter. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> no, what's their names? Uh, Jane, Jane, James. One of them, it's James, right? James. Hetfield, yep. Yep. 
Okay. Uh, McCoy. Nailed it. Um, yeah. I know Metallica. Everyone knows Metallica. Yeah, you, you uh, you've a- told me on more than one occasion that you think metal music is stupid. <laughs> no. I yeah. said that. I think that to me, it all sounds very cheesy. I don't yeah. necessarily think that it is stupid. Yeah. I think people that listen to it are stupid. There we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you meant. No, I think you are stupid. Yeah. I have right. no problem with uh, metalheads. Sure. Sure. And I think you just don't get it. That's probably the probably the case. Yeah. Too many drums. Too, cool. too many too many pieces of drums. That's that's your problem is yeah, it's too many individual drums. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is yeah. how I feel. Yeah. You're a real piece anyway, of shit. Th- that's a bird fact for you. Uh, Thanks. Hey, I wish we, I could we, sleep while I'm flying. Hey, well, with with the food on airplanes, and why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box? You just whack your mic, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> did, did I? I might have. I, I just get so worked up about airplane food. Yeah. Yeah, hey, why don't they make the whole plane out of the food? Am I right? Hey. Uh, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Cardinals right now, though. So bird right, facts yeah, are. Talk about <laughs> anything else. I could drag this on for another 45 minutes. Boy, I went to another footy match on Saturday. It's good. God, I'm never going to care, but good for you. I'm, I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad you all pretended to care about a sport. Um, I hope the tickets were expensive, um, and I hope the food was bad. Uh. Yes, and then no. The tickets were cool. expensive, but the food was great. I got a kebab yeah. from Balkan Treat Box. It's a fantastic uh, Bosnian oh, restaurant here in, in St. Louis. We, we love but treats. It was like it was like twenty five dollars for a. Seems like a great a, price for a, for a kebab. kebab. A kebab, yeah, it was good. It's a good team. It's a good game. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, but uh, it's a good. It's nice to have a successful sports team in St. Louis right now. <laughs> ah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Cardinals. Um, well, so last week, Ben, you and I chatted uh, and you said the Marlins series is probably the series that will define or 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 determine the path forward for the St. Louis yeah. Cardinals. And well, uh, well it's yeah. a four game series. At a at a time in the season where the Cardinals kind of need to pull up, I think the series before and after, and I guess really around the All Star break, are important for how the team is going to move forward. And I think a four game yeah. series against a team that they're not a great team, they're a good team, they're not a great team though. But I think a series like this can help you decide whether you should be a buyer or a seller at the trading deadline, which kind of becomes the focus of baseball post All Star game, um, which is coming up very, very soon, um, obviously. And uh, I, I w- would have to say there's still two games remaining. We have a game coming up here tonight. We're recording on Wednesday. Uh, but I'd say up until this point, they have completely failed the test. I don't know if they... Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if it could have gone worse. 
Uh, here's a fun fact. Alec Burleson has had more pitching appearances in the last week than uh, Jordan Hicks. Yeah, yeah. There you go. How do you feel about that? Now, that said, the Yankees series was good. Like the Cardinals series was won, good. This, won the series against the, the Yankees, who are also, I think, in a similar boat to the Marlins. Like a non-Aaron Judge Yankees team is like a good team, but not a great team. Uh, and so the Cardinals beat them at home. But then, I mean, wh- you know, we, we we say it all the time. We ride the wave on this show. And the last Cardinal right. game that happened before this recording was the 15-2 to uh, absolute drubbing from uh, from the from the Marlins. So, yeah, feeling and, and- pretty bad about about it. If that if that if that is a barometer, if that series is the barometer, which I, I agree with you. <laughs> Uh, hard to imagine it having gone worse than what what the last two games have been. Right. And, and I think, you know, last night with Wayno and everything, that was just like you, you kind of knew you kind of saw Wayno. He was really fighting it and it just wasn't going the way. Yeah. And the, the, the way of the Cardinals. And then the game before that was an absolute backbreaker. Um, the yeah. broadcast booth was talking about how quiet and uh, and run down the clubhouse was after that four to five loss. Um, and then to come out of that and get mollywopped by a team that has a average at best offense, they have great pitching, but average yeah. at best offense, um, and to kind of have your spiritual leader go down in flames for the third time in a row. I mean, I, I like to stay positive. The Cardinals do have a percentage chance of pulling themselves out of it. There is a lot of baseball left. It's just really, really, this is the first time, this is the first episode that we've recorded this year. Honestly, since we brought the podcast back where I've really, really thought the Cardinals chances have have essentially all but dwindled. Um, They are four, uh, sorry, 15 games under 500 right now. Um, Even, you know, we've talked a few episodes ago, you can go 20 and nine in a, in a month or, or, or a 20 and eight or, or whatever, you know, that month might provide, you can have a streak and that can absolutely change your fortunes. But it, we're at the point where you need like two months of that. Um, and you yeah. need a, uh, an insanely productive month just to get to 500. Um, so I, I am starting to lose the faith. I will not say, I, I am not going to say I have fully lost the faith because I do. Well, yeah, I'll just leave it there. I haven't lost absolute faith. There is a percentage chance. Um, I'm still going to be watching games. Yeah. But, uh, well, if, I mean, that goes without saying there's always something yeah. to talk about. There's always something to enjoy from baseball, even if your team is, is bad and you're out of playoff contention. Um, like it, it can still be a fun season and there will still be highs and lows. And, you know, the Cardinals are in a position that we haven't seen before. Um, I, I do believe that they are at this point, they're likely going to be selling. And I think that that they're being really cautious with the word sell. And I think that retooling retooling. Yeah. And I think that's (laughs) fair. I think, well, yeah, it's, I I mean, it's people, it's obviously semantics, right? But like, I think when people hear selling, they're thinking tanking. And I don't think even if the Cardinals, uh, move a couple of big names or, or, or some real contributors to the team. I don't think they're going to tank. 
Um, but just because right. they sell at one offseason does not mean that the next five years we're going into like a Houston Astros type rebuild um, because it right. wouldn't make any sense for the Cardinals for a myriad of reasons. But I, mm-hmm. the, the word selling does not offend me, especially when the team is no. in the state that is at. Honestly, I would not be surprised if the Cardinals sell to a certain degree uh, uh, here in the next handful of weeks and have a better second half record than they have in the first half. <laughs> Yeah, just I because think so something too, I think. something needs to shake up, something needs to happen. Yeah, and also, I mean, it won't take much for it to be a better second half. That's a frankly, good point, you know. But um, I will say, like, I am not giving up the faith on this still being an interesting and enjoyable Cardinal season. Um, I think it's going to be worth following, and I hope that our listeners stick with us through this year. Um, but I, I personally, I, I think the, the, I'm no longer considering this a a playoff up like that. There's a playoff opportunity. I think for besides the, the record and the performance, the fact that now the reds are kind of a good team also, uh, I won't say that they are like, they're not a great team or anything like that, but there's now there's now two teams ahead of the Cardinals that simply need to play 500 for the rest of the season to end up with a significantly better record than the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, that like, it, it felt a little more realistic to me when it's like, okay, we just need to catch the Brewers and yeah. like the Brewers could collapse and we could just be okay and we'll get through. But now we need two teams that are playing reasonably well that have like some young, exciting talent. Like, it's going to take that just adds such an extra dimension of complexity to it um, that I just don't see both of those teams absolutely collapsing. And also the Cardinals going on a multi-month mega run to get up to, you know, 83 wins or whatever they're going to need. Yeah, I, I, I'll disagree with you a little bit. I do not think the Reds are as good as their record shows. Um, I, I think that their their pitching is a little bit of smoke and mirrors right now, and they're having some performances from some really young people who are. I, I do not believe they'll be able to hold this up for the entirety of the season. Um, right. That being said, I don't think so either. But the, the Brewers are a better team than the Cardinals right now, and the Cubs. Yeah. Don't sleep on the Cubs. The Cubs are the only team in the National League Central that have a positive run differential right now. They are somehow <laughs> yeah. in uh, fourth place. So, you know, this season is absolutely, absolutely insane. And like, it makes me wonder, there's, you know, a a lot of weirdness in the standings this year. San Diego Padres are still five uh, sub 500. Um, uh, Seattle is sitting right at 500. Um, The Mets are obviously where they're at. Um, It's it's been a weird year. And I'm wondering if it's the new rules, if this is just a one of those weird years in the MLB where it's hard to say what's going on. Um, but a lot of yeah. outcomes that I think would surprise the entire every, everyone who's paying attention to baseball. Um, yeah, I don't know. The it, it's it's a it's a uh, well, I, this is a I mean, there there's a significant amount of major changes that happened right. this year. Um you mentioned the rules change, the schedule change, uh, like those two together, just breaking up, you know, teams have been built around playing in their own division. 
the Cardinals have been built around the fact that they are in the NL Central and now they don't play the NL Central as much as they used to. Uh, I don't know if that has a hand in this, but it it certainly feels like the top teams are even better than ever. The Braves and the Rays and now the Rangers are dominating and then everybody else is like pushed down. Um, and then, yeah, like the, the, the rules changes around the pitching clock uh, the pitch clock yeah. and and what that's doing to pitchers. Uh, there's more pitcher injuries this year than uh, there have been. I think at least earlier in the season, there was a stat that showed there'd been more pitcher injuries uh, in this season than any season before to this point. I don't know if right. that has normalized at this point or not, um, but there's a lot of new stuff. So I think, you know, I, I personally believe that like this, we are starting a new era in baseball that will be considered like, you know, we'll, we'll look back at 2023 and it'll be referred to as like the start of the pitch clock era or something like that in the same way that we talk about the lowering of the mound or, uh, the, the, the live ball era, um, or even, you know, steroid era or whatever. I, I, I think this is a, is a moment in baseball time that we will look back on and it, we don't know the ramifications just yet. Um, but that might be what we're seeing with some of the standings or we're 85 games into a season and it's still, if that's not a small sample size, but it's also only half a season, anything can happen in half of a season. So it could just be that too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if the Cardinals reverse the record, like the season looks completely different. It just it's really, really hard to see yeah. that. If happen. instead of losing, they were a lot of games or they're, they're winning a lot of games, it would feel a lot better. It's the well, inverse of last. That, <laughs> right. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> it's the inverse of last year. Uh, yeah. Last year, everything broke exactly right. And we had a super fun narrative season also around Pujols and Yachty and all that. And then this year we're getting the the opposite where everything is breaking bad. And also we're getting like the nightmare Wainwright, uh, farewell season. Well, to that point. So, so the Cardinals, uh, last time we talked, they had a 12% chance of making the playoffs. According to fan graphs, they are now at 5.9%. They've literally cut it in half since last time you and I chatted. And that's of course, because of performance outside the, or with the rest of the division and so on and so forth. But, as far as like casting blame, I know that a lot of people, there's uh, the new hot story about Wilson Contreras not knowing uh, what pitchers throw what pitch. Um, Adam Wainwright doing Adam Wainwright things right now, which has is, is been really bad performance. Ali Marmol not pulling the right levers. Uh, there's a lot of blame going around. I really think that the, er, there's only one person to blame for the situation. And well, I guess to Michael Gersh. Um, the ghost, the ghost of Michael (laughs) Gersh, wherever he may be. (laughs) And John Mosaic, I think putting together this pitching staff, which we all we've talked about in the off season. Um, not only am I worried about it this year, but I'm even more worried about it next year. Um, and, and essentially betting for everything to work out and to get innings from guys who can't provide you innings is really what's challenged this team. And it is why, I feel pretty resolute in my thought that this isn't going to turn around unless they go trade for a Tarek Skubal or a uh, anyone. I mean, anyone. I, I was positing on Twitter the other day. Do you think the Cardinals and the Mariners would be a really interesting fit? Uh, maybe trading a Tommy Edmond 
or Brendan Donovan for one of their five young, interesting starting pitchers yeah. that they have um, making a package together. But I think that's where they're at. They, they, you cannot run out um, Jack Flaherty, Steven Matz, Adam Wainwright, uh, Jake Woodford, Matthew Libertor, and expect to get real innings bulk from them um, because of their history, because of their lack of history, because of all of the factors. And I think that's really, we, we could blame everything else. I think that's all it is. It is just the pitching staff isn't good enough. And if it didn't all break perfectly, um, this is what was going to happen. It was, I think we probably could have seen this if we had uh, maybe self-evaluated a little more critically. I mean, I think we kind of did at the same time. We all did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this was, everyone knew this was the, like, that's why everyone all off season was like, sign this guy. Okay. He's off the market. Sign this guy. Okay. He's, uh, do this trade. Go get this. Like everyone was calling for it over and over. But hey, remember, John Mazalek said, well, even if they had signed any of these guys, it still wouldn't have worked. <laughs> right. <laughs> so remember when he reminded us that the problem yeah. is so sy- systemic that signing a single guy wouldn't have solved the problem. Uh, I, and I mean, to that point, like I, I would love a trade with the Mariners. I think that makes a lot of sense. They're, they're on the edge as well and could use something. Um, but I don't even know if one guy's not going to do it at this point, but it, no. it would certainly help. Uh, I watched the Brian Wu start, uh, his most recent start. I'm like, man, they just keep finding yeah. these guys. Like, he wasn't even particularly highly touted at first, and now he looks like one of the best pitchers, the best young pitchers in the game. Uh, so and they, they have that other kid that's in uh, Double or Triple A right now, uh, Herman Munster or whatever. He's got some some, <laughs> <laughs> some funny name to me that uh, yeah, it's no. Herman Munster. <laughs> what? It, it's a real mouthful. Why can't I think of it right now? Um, I don't know. You I'll, broke I'll, my brain with Herman. I'm sure I know it, but you've just broken me with Herman Herman. Monster, I'm, I'm looking it up. It's uh, Emerson Hancock. Emerson Hancock. <laughs> this is both super close and incredibly far away from <laughs> Herman Munster. Herman, er, er, Emerson, Emerson, Hancock. Emerson, Emerson <laughs> Hancock. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. What's he's that got, Will Smith movie? Hancock. Yeah, he's the he's ever, the bad superhero. What if a superhero was bad? Like a supervillain? Yeah, but no, 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 no. <laughs> no, he's bad, but he's a superhero. Mm. Um, but then, spoiler alert, he turns out to be an angel. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's such a bad movie. I've never seen it. Yeah. It's so bad. Uh, speaking of um, Will Smith, happy uh, Independence Day. The, <laughs> the... <laughs> it's the... <laughs> it's the... <laughs> If you're not in uh, the United States, it's the day once a year where we all come together to celebrate the uh, the uh, smash 90s hit Independence Day. Yeah. 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 Uh, I hope you had a good one, Nate. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a great movie. I, and I don't know a better way to celebrate it than uh, taking the day off work and shooting fireworks <laughs> off into the air. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Herman Munson. Herman Munster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't know what the 
where the support comes from. I'm hopeful that at this trade deadline, the Cardinals can get something interesting for like at this point. I mean, Jordan Montgomery has been so good. Yeah. Uh, especially that last start. And it's kind of propelled him uh, now into sort of a national conversation about being like maybe the best uh, pitching target on the trade market, which like for what it's worth, that's a really good spot for the Cardinals to be. If he is the best rental starter available, um, we've seen some big deals in the past. Now, the rental thing has reduced, has really sort of changed over the last like five, six years. You used to be able to get a team's like top prospect for three months of a starting pitcher. You can't quite get that anymore. At least we haven't well, seen that as much as we used to, but you should be able to get something pretty valuable for, yeah. for him. I, th- I think it's pretty situational, right? Like if you're a team like the Rangers, for instance, who, uh, you know, you had your big ace went down. Um, and you're having this great season and you think you need to bolster that rotation. I would imagine that a team like the Rangers is probably going to be willing to pay a little bit more for Jordan Montgomery than a team who's already got a stout pitching staff like uh, the Yankees or the Marlins or, or the Braves. Um, so right. I wouldn't be surprised if he can get something. I think the real question with Montgomery, and we talked about this a little bit last week, but if you trade him, is he done being a Cardinal? Because I really think Jordan Montgomery is essentially exactly what you need to resign next year. Yeah. Is a guy who we know can be around 200 innings, can be a one or two in the rotation. And I don't think he's going to cost what Carlos Rodon cost. Um, now, maybe I'm way off on that. And maybe, maybe he's going to make, he's going to price himself out of the Cardinals market next year. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to predict because he is pitching really, really well right now. And he's relatively young. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, he, I wonder, like, you need Jordan Montgomery next year. So if you trade him, are right. you then losing out on him? If, what if he goes and becomes a Ranger and then they fall in love with him and they throw some of that crazy uh, Ranger money at him, which is obviously a risk either way. So it's, you know, do you take that option or do you give him a qualifying offer and let him walk and go sign somewhere else? I, I think, uh, unfortunately, that's where the Cardinals are right now. They They are playing for... Or are they kind of playing that long game with how do you fill in this pitching staff? Yeah, I I mean, that's something that we will that we probably will never know the answer to until it's all said and done. What are the conversations that are happening right now between the Cardinals and Jordan Montgomery and his agent? Like, is is he a type of guy who is even open to an extension or is he like? I want to test the free agent market yeah. because if he's, if he's telling his agent or his agent is telling him, we're going to test the free agent market, then it's done. They should trade him for whatever they can give. Agreed. And, then, and then maybe resign him. Like maybe be a, we should be a part of that, that free agent market testing. But if he's indicating there's no, like, like I, you know, I don't want to get locked up before seeing what's available to me, which is the smart thing to do if you're, uh, you know, an upcoming free agent. Well, I I did not know this before we started talking about this, but I, I thought I'd look it up while we're chatting. Uh, do you want to guess who Jordan Montgomery's agent is? Oh, I it's Scott Boris, right? It's Scott Boris. So yeah. that pretty yeah. much guarantees he's going to free agency. Um, I do think not necessarily, not necessarily. The, there's then all of those nationals guys because Scott Boris is like friends with the nationals ownership or whatever. Yeah. But 
Um, they, he, you know, and uh, there've been other guys who've signed extensions, but they've made it clear that it was like their personal choice. Scott Boris will back the player in that. Of course. Uh, but his, obviously his uh, reputation and, and his, the correct thing to do as an agent is to get your players to test free agency. Right. Yeah. And like um, the, the thing I don't know is like, does he get an Eduardo Rodriguez deal with the, with the uh, tigers where it's like four years, 65 million, or is he breaking the hundred million? I, I, it's like kind of hard for me to tell. I think he's breaking the hundred million. I think yeah. that between last year and there's still, obviously he's got, 15 more starts in him this year and and that can wildly change the trajectory but he's looked really good this year he's looked exactly what you would hope from him and he is he's he's one if going by war right now he's one of the top pitchers in in the national league like yeah and, and like you said he's young and he's a workhorse type of guy he's exactly what every team wants and is exactly what the cardinals need so I think he's going to be expensive. I don't think he's going to be a like $200 million guy, Yeah, but I think he's, I think he's going to get paid and I yeah. think the Cardinals should pay him, but I think they should also trade him and then try to pay him. We'll yeah. see. And, and without, yeah. I, I, I'm, I think the positive spin on all of this is that like, what's good is that the Cardinals best trade chips are also some of their best performers right now. Now that is of course why they're their best trade chips, but like the contract ending or the, the upcoming free agency of Jordan Hicks and Jordan Montgomery, the Jordans. Yeah. It's, it works out really well that they are like peaking right now. So we could see something that we've not really seen as a Cardinal fan recently, which is like the acquisition of high end prospects uh, which yeah. would be, which would be fun. Paul DeYoung might be a legitimate trade yeah. ship with his play um, this year. He's, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time over the, <laughs> over the last years talking about Paul DeYoung, uh, but you could see why some team who's looking for their 25th, 26th man, uh, you know, it would make sense to go and get a Paul DeYoung. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I guess just to kind of round out my thought on this, it, it really comes back to the the problem the Cardinals always have. It's we have too many outfielders. They need to pick yeah. their four guys, trade the rest and bolster the roster and be better at player evaluation. I think it's interesting that Randy <laughs> yeah. Rosarena, Dulles Garcia and Lane Thomas are all Lane Thomas hasn't been announced yet, but I think he is likely an alternate uh, when an injury comes up he will, yeah. those three guys will be all stars for their leagues this year. Um, yeah, I'm also assuming job. Goldschmidt. Yeah. I'm, by the way, I'm also assuming Goldschmidt will get one of those alternate spots too, whenever yeah. this all is said and done, but it's crazy that he's not, uh, yeah, just in there. But, um, well, I think Cardinals fans yeah. might be a little deflated this year. So maybe they weren't hitting the, the polls as hard yeah. as they normally do. Yeah. We need a Pokemon go to the polls. You guys. All <sighs> right. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Is that Clinton? Yeah, it's my like favorite political thing to ever yeah. happen. God. <laughs> Never played Pokemon Go. Never even downloaded it. Oh, man, I was really into it. I love it. Yeah, you it. would. Yeah. Yeah, we would like we all we had like there was like 12 of us and we'd go yeah. walk around the neighborhood. It was fun. 
Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. I had a, uh, there was a, um, there was like a, a thing on it where you could like take over a gym. You know, they'd like designate local hotspots as like Pokemon gyms. And if you owned it, it would have your, uh, it would have your gamer tag like floating over it. And oh, sick. I lived in Clifton Heights and there was the person who owned the, the church, this church near us, their gamer tag was like queen of Clifton or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, one time Molly and I were out playing Pokemon go in front of the church and this big van pulls up right next to us. Guy rolls down the window and goes, are you queen of Clifton? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh. like, what and like took even though we were actively playing it was just such an absurd thing to be yeah. yelled at through and i was like no and he goes ah and then drove away <laughs> god loser <laughs> i mean whatever he was it was a local celebrity for a very very <laughs> that's very, the very dumbest deep. shit you've ever said to me <laughs> wow uh, yeah. all right let's so let's talk about some of the, the recent roster yeah. stuff. Lot, so lots of movement in ADH. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a couple maybe fun things. Uh, one, one sad thing, but it, it had to happen. Yeah. Wainwright's on the IL. Yeah. It, like whether I, you know, who knows if it's even real, it, they had to get him out of there. And, and an IL for shoulder discuff, discomfort yeah. is the most graceful way to get him out of the rotation, at least for a little while. Yeah. I think, my expectation is that he's going on the IL for, for this period of time, and then he's going to go on a rehab assignment. And my guess is that rehab assignment goes until he's either found it or he's make a, making a ceremonial last he, start. He said, so he said he, he talked to uh, the media after last night's start. And of course, like it, it just needs to be said. I think everyone knows it, but Wayno is a great Cardinal, a great person, somebody that's easy to root for. I understand it's easy to be frustrated, but he is still Adam Wainwright. And I, yeah. I think obviously people can vent their frustrations. Of course you should, you want your team to win, but he's still Adam Wainwright. Anyways. Yeah. I thought he's pretty candid in his post game interview talking about how uh, I actually believe him. He said their shoulder discomfort. He said it's the first time he's really dealt with a barking shoulder. I'm not surprised to hear that a pitcher in their 40s has shoulder discomfort. Yeah. That's a very believable narrative to me. Um, yes. So I follow him on that. And he said that he's going to try to figure it out. He's going to try to click in. He's, he's going to try to learn or, uh, uh, get back to finishing his pitches. And if he can't, he's going to be the best cheerleader the team has. Um, and I believe him when he says that. I think that he is... Uh, stubborn and competitive like they all are. Uh, but I really think if he can't come back and be effective, that he will either retire midseason or run out the clock on the IL so he can be with the team in some form or fashion. Um, yeah. But I, I have no reason not to believe everything he said. Um, and like I said, it, it it's just a very believable narrative to me that he is actually dealing with some form of discomfort because... That's fair. What? There's Rich Hill? There's Adam Wainwright. End of list for forty old pitchers is is Verlander forty. Yes, he's thirty nine, isn't he? Um, no, I thought he was forty now. But so there, the list is either no two to or three this. people long. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. three pitchers in baseball who are forty years old. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, he could be lying. I, I just, yeah, it seems I guess, very believable to me. I guess I, when I say like, it might not be true. I mean to say like, if he's pitching well, it may not be something that he would go on the IL for, but sure. they need it. They need something to give him a way to get out of the rotation right. and not just be like benched, you know, right. and this will, right. this allows a, uh, rehab assignment and all the things that he'll need in order right. to get back to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I echo your sentiment too on, on everything around circling around Adam Wainwright. They talked about this in the broadcast, but it, I, I think it can't be like overstated. You know, he gets blown up on the mound. It looks horrible. And we all know what's going on. You're, we're like concerned. This is the end of his career. And what does he do? He goes in the dugout and he's on the top step watching the yeah. rest of the game. You know, right. Om- almost anyone else like me and you were were sobbing uncontrollably in the dugout. <laughs> Chris Sales you know? ripping a phone off the wall. <laughs> yeah. You know, like most guys don't have that in them. And that right. speaks to his to who he is and why he is in a like a forever cardinal and a, you know, they don't even need to vote Cardinal Hall of Fame for him. It right. should just he should just retire and be given the jacket, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully he can find it. Uh, but it is good that he will not be a starter right now because that just it can't that can't continue. It's it's no. been he's been one of the worst pitchers in baseball. So um, not that there's anyone knocking down the door to take his spot, but like yeah. even a weird bullpen game is going to be better than than what he was throwing up there. There were like yeah, I mean four there were like four outs in a row in the game last night that looked. I was like, okay, here we go. That was a good curveball, and then the next inning it was like, never mind. It's yeah. done. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll hit these. Wayno goes down. Obviously Andrew Kisner, uh, goes oh. to the IL <laughs> after having a, uh, shot below the belt that required him to go to the ER, it's which never... man, honestly, does this like, happen? The, this happened to Yachty a, a few years back. Like, I'm is retiring. it just a Cardinal thing? Yeah. I'm, if this is happens it... to me, I'm never picking up a glove again. You've got to I be can't... kidding me. Yeah. He stayed I in. Can't... He, Finish that inning. I don't. Yeah. So, Kizer, uh, he should be fine, but he's going on the IL for obvious reasons. Obviously, hope a speedy recovery there. My goodness. Um, yeah. Put some ice on it, brother. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, James Nail has also been optioned down to Memphis. Uh, then, in corresponding moves, uh, Ivan Herrera has come yeah. up uh, to be the backup um, catcher uh, in Andrew Kisner's place. I'm very curious to see how this works because obviously uh, Wilson Contreras doesn't know how to catch. Um, it's all his fault. That's he's the reason the team is where they are. Of course. And the pitching yep. has been so bad. So is it going to be a 50, as we've always split? said, as we've always said, is it going to be a 50, 50 split with Yvonne? Um, Is Yvonne going to be DHing some is Wilson going to be DHing some? Are they going to have a two catcher lineup at some point with Wilson DHing and him? And Yvonne catching. Very curious to see how this happens because uh, uh, Wilson doesn't catch every day. So yeah, curious to see. And we talked about it earlier this year, but Herrera's having a great offensive season uh, at AAA. He is really, um, if he took a step back last year, he's, he's taking a step forward this year. So that's that's something yeah. to be very excited about. Yeah, I, and this is the this is the perfect opportunity. the The Cardinals are ostensibly playing for next year. And this guy is supposed to be your catcher of the future. Uh, it didn't work last year, but when he got his shot last year was 
right when every game mattered and they couldn't really afford to uh, run him out there and let him let him learn on the job. But we can now. And yeah. if if Contreras, who's been really heating up at the plate, it's real when he's on, it's a really fun thing to watch. Um, but, uh, you know, now's the time. Let Herrera catch and let's figure it out. Uh, yep. You know, and <laughs> Godspeed, Kisner, man. <laughs> Some yeah. uh, some interesting numbers for Yvonne. Uh, he's got eight homers already in 50 games. He has 38 walks against 46 strikeouts, uh, which is huge at AAA. Uh, and his batting line is 308, 432, 557, totaling for a 988 OPS. I mean, that's those are those are really nice, big, fat, round, juicy um, numbers. So. Curious to see what he does. Maybe, you know, maybe he's figured something out. Maybe he's clicked oh, in. Oh, yeah, those numbers. Yeah. Big numbers. Oh, oh yeah. Um, and other news, <laughs> <laughs> Dakota Hudson and Zach Thompson have been called up to the big leagues. Uh, one to take uh, Adam Wainwright's spot and the other to take James Nail's spot. Uh these guys both have really bad numbers in AAA right now. I'm very curious to see, is this going to be, are they going to be starting a game together? By that, I mean like Dakota holding hands while standing on the mound, <laughs> piggybacking each other. Um, is one going to be in the bullpen and one going to be starting? I don't know, but I'm going to tell you what, it's not going to be pretty because uh, it ain't going well for either of them in AAA. And it's hard for me to imagine that they're going to click in at the big league level all of a sudden, but uh, that's the move. I love that the Cardinals have broken Zach Thompson. It's just like my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, No, I I don't know. I guess my choice would be let's have Zach Thompson start and just see if he can figure it out and get back to it at the major league level. It wasn't that long ago that we were all very hyped about him as a starter. And he has some he has had some good stuff. Yeah. So like we all know what Dakota Hudson brings to the table and what like a peak Dakota Hudson looks like. It's still not like that great. So I'd much rather see like, can we do something with Zach Thompson and get him back to it? Because like, here's a shot. We need starters next year. He was a good starter at one point. So let's do that. But yeah, they both, it is hard to imagine that they'll, it'll just suddenly turn the corner at the major league level when it was going so poorly at the minor league yeah. level. And, and to contextualize that a little bit more, uh, Zach Thompson, who we like has got 32 and a, a, a nine. We'll just say it this way. Nine starts in AAA. He's got a 9.09 uh, ERA. Uh, and Dakota Hudson has 11 starts in AAA this year, and he's got a six ERA. Um, so based on those numbers, I'm thinking Dakota Hudson gets the start. Yeah. And Zach Thompson um, Dakota Hudson had a, a, a decent two inning performance uh, against the Marlins, which I, I just think it's it's he's more likely unless the rest is working I, out. Uh, yeah. But I we agree shall with see. you. The, uh, the more likely thing and uh, is to have Dakota Dakota Hudson get the start. But yeah, personally, I'd rather it just be Zach Thompson. And yeah. And yeah. And, but, I, you know, I, I think if I was GMing the Cardinals right now, I'd probably give Michael McGreevy. A shot. Michael McGreevy's having a really good season in AAA right now. He's a mature prospect. Um, maybe they don't want to start his his clock, and the other guys obviously have their clock started already. Maybe that's the thought there. Um, 
But, you know, as we've been talking about, we got to start looking at we have at the big league level for 2024 starting pitching and it might be a good opportunity for McGreevy to get in there, but not yet. Yeah, I think we'll start to see that rotation, that shuffle of those yeah. guys later this year. McGreevy, Graceffo, um, Jerpy, uh, you know, not like any of them are particularly knocking down the door, but those are the assumed next arms. Um what I'm really curious to see is T. Kens, who was just promoted yeah. uh, to double A and has continued to do really, really well. Um, does he make it to triple A by the end of the season or do they throw him a spot start at the major league level in September as just sort of a welcome to the big leagues kid? We'll see you in spring training next year sort of thing. I mean, yeah, that's hyper aggressive. But he kind of already looks the part, you know, he's they they did it with Jordan Walker. And so, you know, we've we've seen the willingness. It's a little bit different with a pitcher, but, uh, you know, he's he's a very exciting player and we get to see him at the futures game. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be curious. I I, uh, like I said, I think I would go McGreevy over um, just because he's a little older, a little more seasoned and is already performing well in triple A. But I don't think that'd be the craziest thing. And um, it also wouldn't blow my mind to think that Tink Kent's is part of the rotation plan going into next year or uh, the back end of the bullpen if they're trying to manage innings limits. But we'll uh, we'll see. Um, Drew Verhagen hits the IL um, as well. Uh, Tyler O'Neill has began his rehab assignment uh, started last night. Uh, he's got, I think, a couple ABs with a couple of strikeouts. But it's good to see that Tyler O'Neill is now moving. Um, and the Cardinals have DFA'd Oscar Mercado. It was announced earlier today that he is uh, going to become a free agent. So goodbye, Oscar. Thank you for your handful of nice games. Um, yeah. And that also means that Lucan Baker has rejoined the Cardinals, which is fun. Um, yeah, and he looks less dynamic than Mercado. Lefties. Yeah. 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 But Beef boys, baby. That's what we do here. Got rid of like one of the few... I mean, there's a couple of the Cardinals, but Mercado, a, a, a slimmer man. We got to get Luke and Baker up here. Need the beef. Yeah, a tree trunk. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, like you're talking about guys knocking down the door. Luke and Baker might be one of the only uh, the only guys in the minor leagues that is like hitting so well that you can't really ignore what he's doing. He's got a. Yeah, I think it's over. A, yeah, he's got a, over a thousand OPS. 22 bombs. He's walking. I mean, maybe maybe he's figured something out, too. I, I think it's absolutely worth it. And, uh, you know, maybe the big kid gets into uh, some balls in the big leagues. Yeah, he I definitely earned the earned the call Six, up and six four two eighty is his <laughs> list of height and weight. That is a large human being. He I he might take the throne of chief beef from Alec Burleson. <laughs> I wonder if he could pitch. <laughs> at that size i'm sure he could throw the ball hard yeah i'm sure well uh the tyler o'neill thing i think is the most interesting of all of that um you know we'll see where he goes or i know he's a popular trade candidate uh like speculation but i just don't see it i don't know who's trading for tyler o'neill right now um but I'm I'll be glad to have him back in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless there's something we don't know about him actually not getting along with Ali Marmol or something like that, it seems 
it, it would be very silly, uh, in my opinion, for them to trade him. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, yeah, lots of movement. So we'll see how the rest of this 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 new look Cardinals can uh, <laughs> can, can tackle the the second yeah. half of the of the Marlins series. The, the battered and bruised Cardinals. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the bullpen and some of the, uh, the all-star game and a few other things here in a moment. But before we do, we want to remind everybody that this show is listener supported on Patreon, patreon.com slash talking about birds. I know times have been tough right now as a Cardinal fan, but hopefully we have helped you enjoy it a little bit more. And if you want to show your support, Show your appreciation. We would love it if you would consider joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash talking about birds. Members at any level get access to our private Discord server. We call it the Bird Scored. It's a great place to hang out with other Cardinal fans and talk about the Cardinals in a space that is less uh, bloated and as rate limited as Twitter or wherever Ooh, else you may cool. be. Yeah. Um, don't worry, we won't limit your rates in the bird scored. Uh, come and hang out with us. Patreon.com slash talking about birds. We also appreciate it uh, for anyone who enjoys the show to spend uh, just a couple minutes to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. It does help. Uh, ben, where can people find us elsewhere online? Yeah, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Talk About Birds. You can find us on Instagram at Talking About Birds. Uh, we are on TikTok. Go look at our faces on TikTok. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify if you prefer to list there. If you have any thoughts, emails, questions, musings, uh, criticisms, please send them, send them to talkaboutbirds at gmail.com. Um, and if all of that is too much, you can go find us at talkingaboutbirds.com. Again, that is Talking About Birds. Dot com. Um, I also wanted to talk about uh, there is a opportunity if you want to go to a Cardinals versus Rockies game at Bush Stadium Sunday, August 6th. It's a 115 game. Uh, there's a link on our Twitter. It's 35 bucks. It includes a hot dog, a soda and the ticket. Um, and the money goes to help breast cancer um, uh, fighting uh, uh, breast cancer in Missouri and southern Illinois. Um, it is called cause or Cardinals for a cause presented by gateway to hope. Uh, check that out and go buy yourself a ticket and help, uh, folks, uh, like I said, who are fighting breast cancer in, uh, Missouri and Southern Illinois and, and, uh, help them, uh, live a, uh, more normal life. Uh, but again, you can find that link on our Twitter or, uh, email us if you have any questions about that. It's a great cause, something that is near and dear to our family. So, uh, Absolutely. Check it out. Yeah. And you get to go to a game. So, boom. The Cardinals have a chance. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Maybe. I don't know. Rymac is coming on right now. You got to be careful. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we talking about next? Uh, let's talk about the All-Star game real yeah. quick. Uh, Nolan Arenado. Hey. All right. We got a starter. <laughs> we, we got one. <laughs> we got one. And he should be. I mean, I, you know, the, the all-star game is, is, is a fickle thing, you know, okay. and, and I, uh, you could argue Machado, Riley, whatever, like pick your favorite, but I'm personally very happy that Nolan Arenado uh, is going to be starting. I think he deserves it. Um, 
you know, I think the all-star game is, is a, a balance between like current upcoming stars, hot seasons and like future hall of famers. And yeah, Arenado is, is the latter. And I think it's just, he, he should be there and I'm glad that he is. Yeah, I think I, I'm happy about it. Of course, it's nice to have some representation. I think you're right about Goldie should be starting at first or at least should have been voted in. Uh, I think it's more emblematic of the Cardinal season, though, is that there's only one. There's no pitcher going. Um, there's one position player. And, you know, Newt is somebody who could have been but has been hurt. Tyler O'Neill has been hurt. Tommy Edmond hasn't been fantastic. Nolan Gorman yeah. has cooled off. You know, it's this is. This is the team. It's, yeah, it is fair. I mean, yeah, Goldie's the only other person that you say, like, he should be there. Everyone else, yeah. it's like, yeah, I kind of get it, you yep. know? Yeah. But uh, definitely I mean, a bummer. And probably and it, should, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely anyway. a bummer, and it, and it feels feels weird. And then you, Yeah, and then you have, yeah, I mean, it, it, normally there's at least a few, especially the last few years, and then, then you have the Braves, eight players from the Braves. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is, I mean, also over, you know, sort of over they, yeah. their, their fan base is hype as hell right now. Right. Rightfully so. Uh, but I, I, I mean, know, or- Orlando game, Arcia, you know, yeah. All-star game is essentially going to be the Braves versus the Rangers. Um, <laughs> but you know, at least we'll have Nolan in there as well. Yeah. World series preview. Maybe maybe on. Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be a good world series. I'd like that. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd like that. Wow. Um, yeah. Another thing I wanted to talk about before we uh, start talking about the the series coming up is so we've been a little negative on the Cardinals today. Um, what I wanted to talk about specifically was the bullpen. The bullpen has been bad. It's the eighth worst bullpen ERA in baseball, fifth worst walk rate in baseball. And the reason I start with a negative to twist it to a positive is that that could be a very easy way for the Cardinals to improve the team this year to kind of push and pull to trade a Jordan Montgomery, maybe bring in a couple of relief arms, and then we could maybe manifest that better second half than the first half. And maybe it doesn't salvage anything other than just a little bit more of a competitive baseball team and maybe play spoiler to some of the other teams. But I think it's, I, what, I guess, what do you think of that? Is it worth trying to upgrade the bullpen by bringing in a couple of arms or am I um, clueless? <laughs> no, I mean, so the reality is right now, kind of every part of the Cardinal team is bad. Um, yeah. You know, the offense being the least bad, but also still not great. Um, and if the Cardinals want to be competitive next year, which they do, obviously, uh, they need to start making improvements everywhere. And bullpen arms are typically some of the most like gettable things, right? right. Um, either fr- either a starter from someone's minor system that you can bring in and put them in the bullpen or, uh, you know, trading from someone's MLB roster. I've seen some speculation around the Cardinals trading with the Arizona Diamondbacks who are, you know, suddenly a playoff contending team who seem to have some depth in the bullpen. And that might be a, a place where we move a Montgomery for some bullpen arms. Uh, my take on it is that we need to improve the pitching across the board 
improving your bullpen also improves your starting rotation and vice versa. Right. Uh, they, they, you need both of them. And so if what's available on the market is maybe not a rotation changing starter, but a couple higher end arms for the bullpen, then I'd say go for it. Uh, as long as we have them for next year, like we need it all. Uh, I, I don't think that we can really count on anyone right now for the bullpen next year. Um, the one good, the one guy who's been great this year wasn't great at the beginning of the year. You famously called for him to be cut from the team, uh, <laughs> and he's going to be gone next year. Yeah. And Helsley is incredible, but is obviously an injury risk. So, like, we need it all. So, I, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. And also, like, a bullpen is the most like has the most variance. So yeah, like it, we, we could see a totally different second half if we have suddenly have a really good bullpen. So sure, I guess is my answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. Wow. That's, that is for <laughs> diamondbacks are interesting, aren't they? They, uh, they, that Dalton Varsho trade has really, really worked out for them. They're, uh, they're a smart yeah. little team down there. Um, and doesn't, you know, having, uh, or Corbin Carroll, uh, doesn't, hurt your yeah, chances I mean, there. That, that dude is a i mean acuna is just trashing anybody else's uh, opportunity to win an mvp but like if it wasn't for acuna uh corbin carroll would be a like a hot pick for yep. mvp as, let alone rookie of the year yeah it's he's, that helps that helps you help you launch into uh relevancy really quickly there yeah yeah, so um, I guess we'll see, but it is it is frustrating where at least for a while, like the bullpen was the one thing that we were like, well, we've always got that. And then now, you know, it only takes a few guys suddenly not being good for the whole thing to collapse. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's all together like you were talking about. It's the whole staff. It's hard to have a solid bullpen when your starting pitchers are, are you know, shit in the bed every night. <laughs> <laughs> so... A lot of had to replace the sheets a lot on this team. (laughs) Ew. Ew. Let's talk about the series that's coming up. So, uh, the Cardinals travel to Chicago to play uh, against a similarly dysfunctional organization. uh, One that is, they've just been living in the swamp of dysfunction for years now. Year after year, it's a team that people pick to win the AL Central. And year after year, they find a way to be like out of it by midseason. Um, yeah, I mean, the White Sox, th- there's a lot to like, right? You have uh, Luis Robert uh, Jr., who is, I think, putting it all together for he's, the first he's time. A good year. Um, yeah. yeah, just and just kind of dominating and he plays a great center field. Um, Andrew Vaughn is, uh, taking over first base there. Eloy Jimenez is still pretty good. Um, Jake Berger, uh, Missouri's own Jake Berger having a pretty solid year. And, and some, how did the Cardinals not get that guy? He went to S-tier Missouri State. last name, S tier last name, a big old boy that hits big old dongs and plays third base. Um, <laughs> but he's not a Cardinal. So here we are. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, it really comes down to the pitching. Lucas Giolito's having a solid year. Uh, Dylan Cease taking a big step back from his Cy Young days. Lance Lynn has had a very rough year. 
Um, and then they've had injuries kind of up and down, uh, not to mention what they were dealing with uh, and what um, Liam Hendricks was dealing with, with his uh, health scare earlier this year. But yeah, I think you kind of said it like they're not that good of a team. They thought they were filling a hole by paying Andrew Benintendi a bunch of money, which I think was probably the worst deal of the offseason. And um, they're sitting there flirting with 50 losses. Uh, the Cardinals beat them to 50 losses, um, but they are uh, about to be part of the 50 loss club. Um, oh, wait, no, they do have 50 losses. Just kidding. They <laughs> So, yeah, they suck. We suck. Um, yeah, they it, have. It should be a <laughs> fine series. They have a better record. Well, they, they've played two more games than the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, and they've won two more games than the Cardinals. So right now they are sitting with a better record than the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it should be a good series. <laughs> yeah. And then um, uh, then the Cardinals play another 50 loss team um, in the Washington Nationals. Um, I don't know if we really need to cover this. We just played them right before London. They're coming to St. Louis. Uh, Lane the t- train Thomas coming to town, get the big standing O, I'm sure. Um, you think so? You no. think he's gonna get it? <laughs> no, no, there will be a smattering of applause though, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's too much to cover. The they're still who we thought they were. Um, Stone Garrett has been having an, a nice year, he's kind of turned on since we last saw uh, the Nationals, and yeah, that's that's really it. CJ Abrams, I think, is interesting. Yeah. He's been, you know, he's so he's very, very young. I think he's progressing like most young, good players. You know, um, I, I think he's going to be good. At, you know, maybe not quite there this year, but I think he will be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's 22. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll be good as well. And he's fun to watch. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. So, uh <laughs> There's a bunch of last place teams playing each other over the next <laughs> over the next week. Yeah. Uh try not to be tricked by the Cardinal Center sudden turnaround, but um I don't think that they will. I think it'll it, we'll see, you know. <laughs> I think it'll be rough. All right, let's let's move into the uh league news section. Yeah. What do you what do you got for me, Ben? Yeah, hey, you know what? Uh HR Derby's coming up, which is my favorite start of the All-Star break, uh part of the All-Star mm-hmm. break. Uh, and we have some contestants announced, not everyone. Uh, but so far, I think this is turning out to be a pretty good showing. Uh, we have Adley Rutschman, who has said in an interview that he might try it from both sides of the plate um, just for the fun of it, which Adley Rutschman is awesome. So that, that yeah. should be exciting. Uh, Pete Alonzo, big, scary guy, home run champion. Uh, obviously, he's he's got to be the favorite. Randy Rosarena. Mookie Betts, Vladdy Jr., and Julio Rodriguez um, with a couple of more spots uh, uh, hanging out there. But I think even with that, that's a pretty exciting lineup. Um, I don't think we're going to get Shohei. He's just got the the finger thing that he's dealing with. I'd be highly surprised if he does it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. If you if you could pick one other guy out of, or to add to that, I mean, is it Acuna? Would Acuna that- do it? Yeah, that's my pick. I'd love to yeah. see Acuna in there. Yeah, I think he he's probably the number one that's missing. Uh, Matt Olson, I think, could be a lot of fun. He's a, a big, yeah. strong guy that hits big. He's having long. a great year. He's at twenty eight home runs already yeah. on the year, so he he might hit fifty this year. Yeah. Um. 
trying to think who else. Adolis Garcia, I think like not that he is a he's just so strong. Seeing him yeah. in a derby, I think could be a lot of fun. Um, you could do it like like Adley Rutschman will do it from both sides, and uh, Adolis will do it one handed. <laughs> yeah, they'll, and they'll all be opposite field. Yeah. <laughs> um, I th- I mean I don't think this is going to happen, but seeing Gorman in the home run derby, I think would be really really fun. Yeah, um, I, yeah, that, that was, if there was a Cardinal, but you know, you got to make the all-star game, which yeah. I think is also why, you know, Alonzo was added as the reserve too. like, it's like they, they want him in the all-star or, or the home run derby. The he's, derby not yeah. having, he's not having like a particularly crazy year either. Uh, Goldie has been far better than him. But you want him in the Derby, and rightfully so. Yeah. Whatever you think about Alonzo, he should be in the home run derby every year. Yeah. Uh, he takes it more fucking serious than anybody, uh, which is a pretty funny uh, if you remember last year. Oh yeah. You've got like Julio and and them running around the field screaming, having a great time, and you've got Alonzo like meditating in the corner. <laughs> I know. I remember he's doing deadlifts in between rounds to, yeah. to stay stay locked in. It's so silly. Um, how about Jack Sawinski, Nate? That'd be fun. I think Jack Sawinski. If I rem- I read this a couple of weeks ago, he might have the longest average home run. Um, I might he's, be making that up. But he's hitting the shit out of the ball when he yeah when he hits them they go they go far. Um, yeah. And the Pirates have had a fun year. Get a get a pirate in there. Um, I would also be curious to see um, Miggy. Um, Miguel Cabrera yeah. do the home run derby. Obviously, I don't think he'd be a real shot to win, but I think uh, you know this is Miggy's like, last year, and like Pujols, like Pujols. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd yeah. be fun to see him. Um, well, yeah. Anyways, looking forward to the derby. Uh, ever since they changed the uh, the format, I've, I've just been such a huge fan of it, and it's it, it's, it's one of the best things baseball's done. And I really wish, like, if baseball, 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 if, ba- if baseball was smart. They would have the home run derby as a free streaming online thing that you could view from anywhere all of the time. Like you should be able to go on Twitter and watch the home run derby. You should be able to go on YouTube and watch the home run derby. Like it is such a good uh, like ambassador for the game. And the fact that it is as buried as the rest of uh, (laughs) baseball is ridiculous. It's a great event. And it's like you were kind of alluding to, like you can actually see the players personalities because it is a exhibition. It's fun. You can see Francisco Lindor wiping the sweat off of Pete Alonzo's brow or, you know, whatever silliness, which is all what we, that's what we're there for. I don't Um, know why that was my example, but you get it. (laughs) Watch it in Um, slow-mo. Or was it last year when Pujols was like acting like he was gassed and then somebody ran up with a Gatorade? It wasn't even he wasn't active as soon as he got done. He got surrounded by the players all waving him with towels. And oh, stuff. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Pretty hilarious. Fun. Yeah, yeah, it was so much fun. It's it's and then and the best thing about it, too, besides all that, is that the players get to actually go all out and try really hard. Unlike, you know, the the all star game, I do think they're trying, but there's this like level of like, well, I'm not going to hurt myself in an exhibition game. You don't want the whole. Yeah. Uh, but the the home run derby, like they grip it and rip it, oh, you yeah. know, and it's awesome. Yeah. So 
it, it should be everywhere. It's the best yeah. thing that the game does for for like self promoting itself. Agreed. Yeah, I hope. Uh, I think it'd be fun to see Julio Rodriguez win uh, in front of his home crowd. We'll we'll see what happens though. Um, Domingo Herman threw a perfect game basically right after we recorded last week. Um, that happened. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, as far as on the field stuff goes. Uh, it's incredible. I mean, it's, it's the 24th in baseball history, right? The last one was 11 years ago with uh, King Felix. So it's uh, like I, I watched the last few innings, uh, which, you know, you always tune into these things like, oh, they're going to blow it in the seventh, eighth or ninth or whatever. And so to actually see a perfect game completed, you're like, oh, shit, he did it. Like that is that is forever a part of baseball history. Yeah. Domingo Herman himself. <laughs> uh... <laughs> It, the, the fact a, that it's know. him, the fact that it's him, the fact that he had the fourth longest suspension of the d- domestic violence policy, and the fact that it was against the A's in Oakland, which is one of the worst teams we've seen in our lifeti- lifetimes, takes away from it quite a bit it for me. It, yeah, it makes it less fun. It's a I'm lot like, less of, fun. Of all the guys to get it, you know, you're like, ah, ah, and. Ah. He's not even that good. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he had given up something like 15 earned runs in the last like three innings he pitched or something like that. Not to mention he got uh, 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 caught with sticky stuff earlier this year, too. Yeah. So, man, wish it could have yeah, happened to anybody else. But that's how it always goes with these things. You yeah. know, I guess King King Felix throwing in a perfect yeah, we, game is awesome. Yeah, we know, love King but, Felix. Yeah. But it's like always like it's like Armando Gallarga. Remember, yeah. it, it, it's like, of course, it's just this like ran, the stars perfectly align. Right. You know? Yeah. I think, um, if anything, it speaks to more how random baseball is and a perfect game is than to, a, a true yeah. talent or anything like that. I, I don't think this is the last no hitter uh, against the A's this year, too. Yeah. Like. You know, I perfect game, probably, you know, it might yeah. be another decade before we get another one of those. But I suspect there'll be at least one more no hitter against that team. Well, um, especially once they trade away like Brent Rucker and a couple of their other guys, that team is going to look really bad here. soon. yeah, yeah. Um, moving on. Mike Trout has fractured his hamate bone after being hit by a pitch in a game. Um, <sighs> just a, This has just been a bummer season for Trout. He just. Gets going and then he gets hurt and he kind of had a rough start to the season and just hasn't been Trouty yeah. season, but uh, uh, kind of disappointing, of course, with the Angels doing well. It's hard to imagine them continuing their push for the playoffs without Mike Trout, um, but it's a hand injury. Um, hands heal relatively quickly, especially the handmade bone. Hopefully it's he comes back in August and, and keeps rolling, but we'll see. Is that your favorite bone? Uh, because it reminds me of ham. Yeah. Wow. You're so pleased with yourself right now. <laughs> the shit eating grin you have on your face. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen. I, yeah. Um, uh, no, I'll move on. It, it's fine. It, uh, it, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Add your flavor, Nathan. There was there ham on his hand. <laughs> Dumbass. They, uh, it is, I want to root for the angels. It was yeah. a difficult like 24 hours because he broke his hand. Shohei had the finger thing, which has turned out, to yeah. not, you know, it turns out that's it's probably fine. But still, you know, he leaves a game with an injury. And then uh, Anthony Rendon, not that he's having a crazy season, but still he's one of their starters. Yeah, uh, he uh, left the game on crutches all yeah. in like a 24 hour period. So 
uh, it's just the angels. They just, they, it just, there, there's some sort of curse at yeah. this point on that's, them. That's like a billion dollars worth of player injured in 24 <laughs> yeah. hours. Yeah. Um, the two best players on the planet. Yeah. And then Anthony Rendon and a very uh, expensive yeah. player. Yeah. 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 Um, great, hair. great hair. Nice flow. Uh, also mm. great at grabbing people by the collar. Um, <laughs> the Blue Jays will recall Alec Manoa to start Friday's game this week. If you remember, uh, Cy Young candidate, terrible start to the season, went down, was starting at a ball um, and is now being brought back up. So kind of exciting. Uh, I think Alec Manoa is one of the stars of the game and a, and a good personality. And I like that he likes to talk shit on the Yankees and and get all mixed up in it. So hopefully he uh, he is able to bounce back and, and come back and yeah. be relevant. We like the Blue Jays. They're yeah. an exciting team. And it was a crazy collapse for one of the best pitchers in baseball. So. Uh, he looked really good in his last start against double a. Uh, so who knows? Yeah. Maybe he figured it back out. It's not often that someone collapses that hard. So, and especially at his age, like he's right. still so young. So, uh, it could just end up being a really strange blip in a like tremendous career. Who, who knows? We'll yeah. see. Yeah, I know. Very strange. Uh, but talking about other birds, um, the Padres have released Nelson Cruz. Um, curious to see. I have to imagine he gets picked up by somebody. I said jokingly on Twitter today, the Cardinals should pick him up just uh, since he's like uh, known as a clubhouse guy. Maybe uh, maybe cool everyone off a little bit in the Cardinals yeah. clubhouse and hit the hit the reset button. But he's a great culture fit. Um, might might be cooked as a player at this point, but uh, Someone who I, I mean, a boomstick, baby. He's uh, yeah. he's as fun as they get and uh, love me some Nelson Cruz. I suspect he'll get one more, like one other team will pick him up and give him a shot before yeah. before it's done. Um, he was pretty rough for the Padres and he's, you know, he's in that 40 year plus camp, you know, yep. uh, but he, he's had a wild career, almost 500 home runs. And he didn't really become a starter until he was like 28 or something like that. So uh really really one of the biggest players of the last 10 years yeah and yeah. a cardinal fan favorite <laughs> well he he definitely gave us the assist there in that world series we'll yeah. take that not a great defender great hitter though yeah uh yeah so uh yeah anyways we'll see what happens there uh and the tigers have announced that they've reinstated left-hander Tarek skubal from the il i think uh it's obvious why i put that on the league news uh but we'll see what happens there. I you think just, you really uh, want him to be a Cardinal. I am a, I, I could not be more on that train. I really, really think the Cardinals should try to make that happen, but yeah, uh, seems unlikely. Uh, I also don't understand the Tigers window. I would love that to be explained to me by somebody. I don't know when they're trying to compete, um, but they're definitely play, uh, playing uh, uh, El Mago. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, the Miguel Cabrera. No, the shortstop. Oh, Javier Baez. Here we go. Yeah, El Mago. I think the magician is what that means. Oh, right, right. That's his right, nickname. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, and okay, final thing on my new segment here. MLB unveils new virtual ball ballpark. And this is copy uh, from MLB. I think this is interesting. Uh, it says fans will be able to, to create an avatar. Uh, customize, uh, customizable with their favorite MLB team's jersey to enter the virtual ballpark, participate in live event experience, explore the ballpark, and interact with other users around them. Um, 
Now, nine, nine times out of 10, this is going to become like filled with sexual predators and going to become a <laughs> really negative, nasty place. But I think it's kind of cool. Um, will I yeah. do it? Probably not. Uh, but I just like that MLB seems to embrace technology. And I think that I, if VR is going to become a part of live sports, I think the best way for that to happen is that I should be able to put on a VR headset or an AR headset, and I should be able to go sit at third base next to Nolan Arenado and watch a game uh, virtually or right behind home plate or, or something like that is to me. Yeah, that's like the coolest potential outcome for AR VR sports integration. And this seems like a step in that direction. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I think most current applications of this technology are often comically bad. Yes. Uh, if you remember all the, like the uh, Facebook metaverse stuff. Meta is cool, dude. Yeah, with uh, I have all my meetings uh, on Meta. Yeah, Zuckerberg handing around the bottle of barbecue sauce or whatever. Like, yeah. it's all looked like they're like this stuff's going to change the world. Then you see yeah. a, a image that looks like it was made on like Windows ninety five. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, it looks like Second Life from the early two thousands. Yeah, and they're like, wow. Uh, <laughs> so it's very easy to laugh at, and I've I've been right there laughing alongside. But I do believe that that is the future of like the Internet and the way we will engage with content online is through things like this. We're just not there yet from a visually appealing standpoint. Right. Um, but like with some of the upcoming stuff, like I know they're wildly overpriced and it's kind of an absurd product. But like Apple entering into the space with the Vision Pro and whatnot is is like the beginning of that sort of thing being taken seriously by people. Yeah. And I think that we are not that far off from exactly what you're talking about. Putting on some sort of headset, whether it's a full on thing like what Apple's doing or something similar, smaller, like other companies who basically have you slot your iPhone in front of your eyes. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to get to a point where you're you're probably paying an entry fee but you're like entering into a sporting event uh virtually and and can engage like in that sort of way that they're promoting this as and so you know we'll see what this version of it looks like it's probably going to also be comically bad yeah um but i i i do think it's the future of this stuff and i and i'm excited for like the 10 year from now version yeah of it. absolutely like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and you being able I mean, to you start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And being able to like feel the speed of the game on the field. And I, I think that is the biggest opportunity. And I think, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And I will, I'll pay for that. That'll be really, yeah. Really cool. I, I, I think it'll be awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's the, the like Apple headset, the, the fidelity of the screens and the sound that they're doing in that yeah. thing. Like, you know, you'll never get the um, physical sensation of it, but, auditory and and visually like it's probably can get pretty yeah. damn close to feeling like you're like sitting at a ballpark yeah and you could just you know have your kid throw dirt and water at you if, uh, <laughs> short out the <laughs> the $3,500 headset <laughs> yeah. yeah smart uh anyways okay that's all i got for league news this week all right well we're gonna wrap up this uh episode by um taking a little blast from the past and playing another edition of Who Charted? Who Charted? Wow. All right, Ben. 
The last time the Cardinals had a below 500 record was the ill-fated season of 2007. Wow. Great year. Great year. The Cardinals had just come off winning uh, a surprise World Series. And uh, I think mm, we were expect. I don't think anyone thought that the 2007 team was going to uh, burn down the league or anything. But you win the World Series. You kind and 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 several members of that core are coming back for the next year. You got Albert Pujols in his prime. You think you're probably going to at least have a competitive season, uh, but like this year, it all collapsed. Yeah, and uh, the Cardinals had a a pretty trash year, and I would argue they had a rather forgettable year. Well, let's wow. see just how much we have forgotten that <laughs> year. Uh, ben, I have in front of me the opening day lineup Yeah, for the 2007 St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. It was a game played at Bush Stadium on April 1st, April Fool's Day, 2007, against the New York Mets. The New York Mets had uh, quite a lineup featuring Jose Reyes, Carlos Beltran, Carlos Delgado, David Wright. Moises Alou and other other stars. Yeah. How many members of the starting lineup can you remember from the 2007 season? Uh, We're going to play this the way where you get. uh, uh, If you get it right, you hear uh, this sound. And if you get one wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you get three outs, you're out of the inning. So. Um, go ahead and let you start. Yeah. So two easy ones. I'm going to, I'm going to combo these boys. Uh, I'll say Yachty and Albert. Uh, yep. We'll just click it twice here Two. <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yacht, Yachty and Albert. Uh, all right. Um, obviously. Um, I'm going to say, that Ryan Ludwig was also on that team. I think he had a great year that year, if I remember correctly. Really? He was, he was not in the starting lineup on that day. Starting lineup Um, on that day. Okay. Uh, Look, was he on the 2000? I guess you're probably right. I can find if he was on the team at that point, but yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to say John Jay was starting on that team. Chief Justice. Rough start. John Jay didn't start with the team for uh, a few years. Damn it. Um, David Eckstein was still around. (laughs) All right. David Eckstein uh, leading off. All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you kind of a rundown here. You have David Eckstein leading off. Yep. Blank. Albert Pujols, blank, Yadier Molina. Dang. Yadier was hitting fourth? Fifth. Fifth? Okay. Oh, blank. Okay, yeah. Um, Skip Schumacher? Is he starting? Damn. What a collapse. Wow. (laughs) I mean, it is a forgettable team. You did miss a couple obvious ones, though. I'm going to run it down for you. All right, you ready? Yep. Leading off, David Eckstein. Starting and playing shortstop. Starting in right field. Batting second. 
Preston Wilson. Don't remember him at all. Yeah. Batting third, first base, Upper Pools. Uh, batting fourth, third base, Scott Rowland. Still oh, with yeah. the team. Remember him. Uh, Yadier Molina batting fifth. Batting sixth, Jim Edmonds playing in oh, center wow. field. You missed yeah. all of that MV3. Uh, and then... That must have been Jim's last year. Yes. Starting in left field. Uh, he's not just Taguchi. He's so Taguchi. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't have guessed him either. And he then, was starting? Yes. Wow. And then finally... Uh, second base, Adam Kennedy and pitching that day. Can you get the pitcher? Uh, Chris Carpenter. Hey, all right. Chris Carpenter was starting that day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, some fun facts from that (laughs) year. (laughs) Uh, the Cardinals were, uh, in first place for two games that season. Uh, they ended the season seven games back a record of 78 and 84. Uh, the furthest behind they fell was 10 and a half games back. Uh, current Cardinals are 11 and a half back. So we've broken that. Uh, and the most games they were ever under 500 was 11. Oh, crush that this year. Yep, crushing that. Uh, yeah, so they uh, the longest losing streak was nine, which I think we've tied. Yeah. And let's see, anything else interesting here? Uh, they scored The most runs they scored in a game was 16. The most runs they allowed in a game was 18. I think that was the year that Walt Jockety was fired as well. I believe so, yep. Well, wow, great year. Love to talk about it. Uh, really, really positive show today. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we are fortunate as Cardinal fans to have we 15 are. years straight of a winning record. It wasn't always uh, playoffs, obviously, 17, 18, and 19, or uh, 16, 17, and 18, the Cardinals missed the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't even that long ago that the Cardinals were not making the playoffs consistently. But there is, as we're experiencing this year, there's just, it hits differently when you miss the playoffs and are bad and not like you're you're kind of good and miss the playoffs. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's been rough. <laughs> Some of these but losses. We, yeah. Yeah. But we still love it. We'll still be here. So hope you stick with us. Uh, and that will do it for this week's episode. So, We'll see how this week of fall goes against uh, some terrible teams. Maybe we'll have some good games. And, uh, you know, remember the series against the Tigers earlier felt like a really good series. Like, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for here. Um, So we'll be back next week. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your dog, tell your dog to tell their dog friends. It helps. And we'll be back next week. And until then, go Cardinals. Thank you and goodbye. (laughs) Said with such finality.